0: Chumba, ChumbaCasino.com.
3: No purchase. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Missing Maura Murray. I'm Tim, here today with Lance not in the Crawl Space Studios in Wormtown. Lance, how are you today?
0: I am doing well. How are you today?
3: I'm doing as well as I can be, too. I mean, it's a crazy time in this world. We're social distancing, we're working from home, and we're lucky enough to have uh, vocations right now where we can do that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And as long as we are at home doing this, we know that there's a ton of people who are listening who are also at home trying to figure out how to make their particular vocation uh, functional uh, from a remote location. And uh, yeah, if we can if we can help, uh, you know, give you something to uh, take your mind off of your sequestering, then, then we're going to do our best here. And we have some uh, some thoughts on the matter.
3: That's right. And we're actually going to do an extra episode per week, um, at least- for a little while i'm not sure how long obviously but uh but we're gonna try to do an extra episode per week and we're gonna try to do it live too maybe on youtube we're figuring the technical details out but that will be on the crawlspace feed um, later this week and there will be some live ability to interact with us when we are recording this but stay tuned to our social pages we will uh, send out a link and things like that i think we're doing it on thursday Lance, later in this episode, we are going to play a conversation that we had with you, me, Patrick Hines of True Crime Obsessed and Maggie Freeling of the disappearance of Maura Murray documentary on Oxygen.
0: And that was a really fun conversation because we had originally scheduled it when we thought that there was going to be a show. And then we found out that the show was canceled because of the uh, COVID-19 and it turned into just sort of a goofy conversation at times. Uh, it's kind of hard to stay on track with Patrick. He is uh, brilliantly meandering, which is which is really fun. We do talk about uh, the show, the rescheduling, but it is a, it is a very amusing conversation to listen to.
3: Okay, so we'll play that conversation for the last twenty minutes of this episode. But Lance, we've uh, come to that segment again, that weekly segment, on this date in 2004, Brianna Maitland went missing from Montgomery, Vermont. She was 17 at the time, and of course, if you've been a longtime listener of ours, then you know we've done a extensive series on the disappearance of Brianna Maitland. Those episodes are on this feed as well as on the Crawl Space feed, so you may want to go back and binge those
0: yeah we can't let this date come and go without mentioning it Uh, march nineteenth, two 2004 she's often categorized in with maura murray just because of the proximity of her car that was abandoned Uh, the age is pretty similar and the time frame it was about a month after a little over a month after uh, maura went missing and we have developed a relationship with bruce bruce has taken Everything that he has experienced with Brianna's disappearance, and he has translated that into something as positive as he possibly can with his nonprofit organization, Private Investigations for the Missing. You can check out all the cases and you can check out updates on investigationsforthemissing.org.
3: That's right. And we're going to have an interview with private investigators Greg Overacker and Lou Barry. Very soon um, to these airwaves, and they're going to be talking about the Erica Franulich case. She is a missing woman from New York, and so uh, we will be getting into that with them very soon. But Lance, I uh, wanted to play this uh, this video for uh, from Private Investigations for the Missing. You can check it out at investigationsforthemissing.org, or you can listen to it right here. It's a few minutes, and it's Bruce Maitland talking about the nonprofit and the importance for donations. Obviously, this is a trying time, so we're really not pushing it that way. We just want to introduce you to this video because we never played it here, and I feel like this is a good episode to uh, to play this in.
0: Yeah, it's a perfect time to play it right at the anniversary of Brianna's disappearance. This video was produced, uh, written, shot, edited by our good friend Jennifer Amell, who contributes to this show by putting together bullet points and sort of case files for missing people through private investigations for the missing and that's where we get the cases like Robert Cox, like Morgan Bauer, etc. So Jennifer not only puts together those for us, but she is a independent filmmaker. She did this with Bruce and um, it is, it, it, don't fast forward through this. This is very important to listen to. It, it, it Bruce really wears about as much emotion on his sleeve as possible. And it's, it's inspirational as well as heart-wrenching.
2: As this holiday season approaches, uh, for families of missing people, when their loved one goes missing, everything changes. It's been 15 years since my daughter Brianna went missing, and not a holiday goes by that uh, uh, she's not on my mind. I mean, how I kind of deal with my daughter's disappearance, uh, I describe it as a room that I go into uh, with a lot of memories, and it's, it's difficult sometimes to deal with with those memories. And I knew that starting an organization like this Uh, that kind of stuff would have to come up. So it took a while before I was uh, mentally ready to be able to do that. You have to make something good come out of all this. And the best way that I knew to make something good come out of... Brianna being missing was to help other people. What people don't realize is that uh, just the costs of private investigators, by the time you pay them for their expenses on the road, travel, motels, and then an hourly fee, which can range from $60 to $100, it, I mean, it would not be uncommon to have a, to have a private investigator working for more than $1,500 a week. There's just so many of these cases don't get any coverage in the media, Uh, you know, particularly uh, people of color, especially, they just, you know, they're they're almost passed over. Uh, I'm sure all of you have seen, you know, different missing persons cases and they're, and usually, Upper middle class, uh, you know, white people that get highlighted, and, and really, really young kids. That's why I started Private Investigations for the Missing, a nonprofit that pairs qualified investigators to help families find their missing loved ones. Private Investigations for the Missing is a solution to this problem that's out there and it's a problem that not many people are really aware of, but especially to you folks in the true crime genre, I mean you, you watch these shows, you enjoy different shows, uh, it's very interesting, but behind every show there's a hurting family out there and they need uh, more than just your interest. They they need your help. So please, go check us out on our website, Private Investigations for the Missing. Find out a little bit more about us. You know, look over the board members and see the quality of people that we have working and, and find out more on our mission. And please donate while you're there. There's a GoFundMe button right there and you can really be, make a difference and help us out. Send us an email, we'd love to hear from you because uh, we want you to be part of the mission and and part of the community of other people that have seen this need that's out there and really wanna help. There's a statement called overcoming evil with good and that's what I'm trying to do.
3: Thanks for listening to that. That was Bruce Maitland with Private Investigations for the Missing. Check it out at investigationsforthemissing.org. And we wanted to let you know about Crawl Space. There's a great episode this week where we discuss uh, the unsolved murder of Sheila Shepard from 1980 with uh, the original investigator. His name is Tom Mitchell. And this is a a series we've been doing on Crawl Space. So make sure to binge that. I think it's a really fascinating series. And we do have a documentary element to go along with it that uh, is coming together behind the scenes too, Lance.
0: Yeah, it's always unfolding. Uh, This is a case that Uh, We were approached by uh, the investigators, Callahan and Wilson, at the uh, ASOC conference in Albany. In uh, April of last year and they uh, they wanted to figure out a way where they could utilize the platform and talk about this case and they were given the approval by their superiors to do so and we're in communication with them. We went out there for a couple of days and, and filmed with them and that's the uh, material, that's the content that you're getting when you hear it on Crawl Space and there is going to be more. There's going to be more documentary parts to this and there's going to be more episodes to it because it is always unfolding and they really are utilizing us for um, for better or worse.
3: And Lance, now to the uh, the sad news. If you haven't heard already, our, uh, our shows this weekend coming up in Boston and Philadelphia with True Crime Obsessed, the uh, popular podcast True Crime Obsessed, those shows have been postponed. There are some dates uh, in August. I believe uh, August 8th is supposed to be the rescheduled Boston show, and I believe it's August 28th that is the uh, rescheduled Philadelphia show. So if you have tickets or if you bought tickets to the original ones, they will be transferred to these new ones. And if you can't go, I think you can get a full refund from True Crime Obsessed. So stay tuned there. Um, August is going to be big for us, Lance, if uh, if this virus can um, mostly pass uh, through. Um, because we have another show that we're doing in August in Wormtown.
0: Right. I just want to say one quick thing about the True Crime Obsessed shows. Those locations are still the same. The Boston show is going to be at Royale, and the Philadelphia show is still at Underground Art. So check out their website. Also check out crawlspace-media.com. Uh, and while you're there, there's a ton of other shows that the Crawl Space Network is promoting and uh, has within the, uh, you know, our little family here. So if you get tired of listening to to you and I, Tim, uh, you can listen to, I, I know it's a, it's a long shot there, um, but you can listen to Bill Thomas on Mind Over Murder. You can listen to Lee Meller on Murder Was a Case or L.A. Not So Confidential with the Good Doctors, uh, Shiloh and Scott. There's a ton of content there for your uh for your time in uh, in quarantine, but you had just brought up our August, and hopefully we have the uh, the ability and uh, we're able to maybe pull back the reins on the social distancing a little bit. We have a show at the brand new Brick Box Theater in Worcester, that is on Franklin Street in Worcester, Massachusetts, not to be confused with Worcester, England.
3: That's right. <laughs>
0: And it's part of the uh, JMAC Cultural Coalition. And brand new theater uh, getting built right now. They're going to have uh, some sort of uh, soft opening once people are able to be out and about. And we took a tour of the new theater, and we have been in talks with Heather Bish, Molly Bish's sister, as well as the senator of Massachusetts from Worcester, Ann Gobi. And we are putting together our first live show in Worcester at that location on August 22nd of this year.
3: Yeah, so uh, let's hope um, it can go off without a hitch. Let's hope everyone stays safe and is healthy out there and this virus can mostly pass through. And uh, so, Lance, you mentioned Dr. Lee Miller just a, uh, a few moments ago. He's got a show that's on the Crawl Space Media Network. It's called Murder Was the Case. Lance, you and I did a wide-ranging marathon drinking party show with him uh, just the other night. And we're going to play a clip from it here. But we also want to invite you to listen to the entire thing and to subscribe to Murder Was the Case. There are links in the show notes. Dr. Lee Miller is a... A criminologist from Canada, and he does a great show.
0: Yeah, and he had said uh, set aside uh, some something intoxicating, which had to do with uh, topics as well as beverages, and and a few hours. And I was like a few hours, and then it turned out <laughs> yeah. to be like just about three hours. Uh, my legs fell asleep while we were doing it because I couldn't uh, move. It was it was incredible conversation, so fun. Yeah, check that out.
3: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, we did get into Maura Murray for maybe 20 minutes, a half an hour or something like that. So you can check that out on the Murder Was the Case Patreon page. Okay, Lance, and we wanted to read a couple of emails before we play the audio from Patrick Hines and Maggie Freeling from that conversation. And earlier you mentioned the disappearance of Robert Wayne Cox, and uh, we did do an episode on that recently. I believe it was the last episode we did. And we spoke about how he could have been poisoned, potentially, because his uh, his physical ability to move really, really went downhill very quickly, almost suspiciously quickly, in my opinion. And uh, so we had an email from someone named Carly who says, heavy metal poisoning could possibly have influenced Robert Cox's neurological function. And exposure can lead to diseases such as dementia in certain cases.
0: Yeah, that was a solid point there. Uh, I guess you have to measure how much exposure he would have had to have, uh, uh, you know, escalated as quickly as it did. Also, it can remain dormant in you for a little while and then escalate quickly. So, yeah, we, we, we totally appreciate that because we were going down a poisoning route. We were going down all of these uh, all of these dark paths and
3: and there might be more, uh, less uh,
0: sinister uh, alternative to his decline in
3: health. And here's another email we got from uh, someone named Null. Null says, I am wondering if it has ever been thought of that the phone call Maura received, and this is about Maura Murray, uh, was in admittance that her boyfriend had cheated on her with her sister, prompting the shock and quote, my sister comments, which then led to a phone call with her boyfriend around midnight for seven minutes, which maybe led to her getting away. Um so obviously you know there a lot of things have been thought of um I do not think that is possible at all um when you consider Bill and Julie I think that's what this person is um is talking about or or maybe Kathleen I don't know but I don't think there's any evidence to uh support that
0: Well we do appreciate every single bit that comes our way that's a uh, like a thought experiment I think that's my new uh coined term for at least the the next few months it is an interesting thought experiment to have uh, however if you look at things that happened on either side of that phone call there's been nothing to indicate that there was an affair between bill and one of Mora's sisters before or after her disappearance there's really no indication based on communication between Mora and bill that she was approaching him about some sort of secret affair
3: yeah, and there's been obviously a lot of speculation out there about a lot of people in this case, Mora's um, ex-boyfriend, Bill included, um, and we have been in contacts with him uh, through email and uh, you know, trying to set up a time to uh, record with him, so I don't know if that's going to happen, um, but just for the people who are emailing asking if that's going to happen, uh, that is something that we're trying to make happen.
0: And for the record, Bill is trying to make this happen as well. So this this isn't a uh, one-sided request. This is something that we're working through. And the timing with the uh, COVID-19 is thrown a bit of a monkey wrench in it. But, you know, what can you do? Uh, There will be something with Bill soon.
3: And one more email here from uh, someone named Emily. She says... uh, Love the podcast. You guys have done a great job. She says, I've been out of the loop in the whole podcast thing in general up until about a year ago, and I've been slowly making my way through the obvious shows. I was hesitant to start this one because there are so many episodes, but I've been listening steadily through the last month, coincidentally, starting three days before the anniversary of when Mora went missing. Welcome aboard, Emily. Thank you for listening. She says, I've reached the episode with Michelle, Mora's old coworker, and in all these episodes, I'm surprised this never really was said out loud, but weird things happen every day every accident is different and not everything is explainable. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't discuss those details, but I feel like no one's really stated that most of these details will never have an explanation. And she uses an example last week. I put my keys in the fridge, her car keys right next to the milk. And she says, imagine if I went missing right after that. And that's a fair point.
0: It is a, it is a really fair point. And thank you so much for the email and, uh, keep those, uh, Keep those compliments coming. We uh, we we love them. But um, seriously, though, I think that's something that we've all i guess kind of said like in between the lines like we haven't directly said that you know some of these things will never be figured out and um and you know weird things happen all the time people do strange things all the time we've we've sort of indicated that that we're aware of that but i'm really thrilled that emily was able to identify this articulate it and we wanted to make sure that her uh, email was uh, given a bit of a spotlight
3: Right. And she goes on to say life is weird and, uh, you know, there's never more evidence of that than uh, what's going on right now. She goes on to say, uh, as for the overall case and what happened to Mara, she says there is an answer and I'm confident one day we will get it and everyone will know what happened to that beautiful soul. So thank you very much to Emily and to all of our listeners out there. And uh, let's play that interview with Maggie Freeling and Patrick Hines, Lance. All right. Roll tape. Thank you very much for listening. Welcome back to Missing Mora, Murray. We are being joined now by the wonderful Patrick Hines and Maggie Freeling. What is up?
1: You guys, I love you. Hi. Hi.
3: We love you too.
1: (laughs) You guys are as handsome as Maggie is beautiful. Oh, that's not true.
2: Oh, Patrick.
0: Well, Maggie, 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 maybe, maybe that wasn't so much a compliment. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I don't know if you've met us. A compliment. <sighs> that Such would be a true. compliment.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Well, guys, are you excited for our show coming up next week?
1: Girl, it got canceled. What?
0: Girl. We were canceled.
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. We weren't canceled. We were postponed. I'm sorry. We were postponed.
0: We were postponed because... We were
1: patty-la-postponed. I just made that up. (laughs) (laughs) I told you everything I say is hilarious.
3: Well, that's accurate. Yeah, it's all gold. (laughs) And this is a tragic twist um, for these shows that we had in Boston and in Philly, March 2020. Um, But they are going to be rescheduled uh, for some time in the future when coronavirus is not uh, canceling everything. Right, yeah, and so. we,
1: we by the time this airs, we should have actual dates on the book. This is not like a hypothetical rescheduling. This is really, really, really being rescheduled. So we're looking at like late August, early September. So if anybody has tickets, your, your tickets will just transfer right over. If for whatever reason you can't make that date, of course we'll understand and, and you'll be refunded.
2: Patrick, well, why, why are we rescheduling for so later? Like why not June
1: I think because – well, number one, we're playing Broadway in June, so that we – like, I think our sights are going to be sort of set on that. I don't know if you've heard of Broadway, but um, (laughs) it might not still exist by the time June rolls around. Uh, But, yeah, so I think, like, our schedule is just crazy, and I think we we were trying to push it off as far as we possibly could in the hopes that, like – Everything will be more under control by then, and people will be able to like go do things. I, you know, I, I mean, I'm no doctor. Uh, but don't tell my mom. <laughs> but uh, you know, I think it's gonna get worse before it gets better.
0: Yeah. Well, the, well, we didn't even we didn't say this. We're postponing till August of 2024. So there should be a really good handle yeah. on it then.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and we're postponing because of this bad haircut that I got. So I'm <laughs> uh, I'm hoping that by August 2024 it will have grown out and everything will be back to normal. Just color it in with some Sharpies. They, that is a really, really good idea.
0: Yeah, but it is truly tragic, and the thing about it is – we don't want it's not about it's not about like uh us being afraid of any risk personally it's it's a, it's a matter of it just takes one person i i feel strange even saying this i feel like i am in uh the stand by stephen king it it's I like know. one person could not have any symptoms because they're at the in the age range that does not, uh, you know, you're not that affected by it. But if you have it, I mean, the shit is airborne. It lasts in the air for hours, so it's a matter of one is person. Is it airborne? Could, no, it's yes. Well, it there's a like new airborne. reporting
1: out today that says it's airborne. So I don't know. I mean, oh my it's like, god!
2: I was on the subway yesterday, being like, to do
1: see. There we why go. haven't you all moved in with us yet? I don't understand why we're not a happy little commune in Hell's Kitchen. <laughs>
2: oh, I know. I know.
1: Yeah, let's get on
3: that. That'd be fun.
1: Yeah. That, well, open invitation. Also, Lance, it is a little bit about us. I mean, truly, I don't want anybody getting sick, but I also definitely do not want to get sick.
3: Yeah, it's, it's a scary time. Are, are you at your office now, Patrick? Yeah, it's
1: weird. We're like moving offices, so we're like we're we have an old office which I'm at right now, and then there's like the new office down the block. But it's all within walking distance of where we live. But it happens to also be like walking distance through Times Square. Mm. So yay! Yeah,
0: there's not too many people in Times Square. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, you guys,
1: it's, it's also
2: my new office.
0: Oh
1: yeah! Yes, Big it's announcement new here. Office too yes. Are we announcing here, Mags?
2: Let's do it. Might as well. Patrick, we might as well. Let's talk about this. Please, tell us. Yeah, I I didn't mean to steal your thunder, Tim and Lance, but now it's about me. That's okay.
0: (laughs) Because once, Maggie, once this episode's over, we go right back to gossip potting. So make it Uh, about you for a little while.
1: Gossip potting. That's amazing. Somebody see if that domain is available. We already did. Don't worry about it. That's it.
2: (laughs) They have shirts now. Gossip Pod shirts.
1: Oh my god, I'm obsessed. But yeah, we're making a new podcast. You guys, Maggie Freeling has a new podcast coming out. Let's hear about it. What's it about?
2: Can we talk about it, Patrick? Of course. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Well, wait.
1: Actually, actually, wait, wait, no, wait. Let's actually not. I got in trouble with the PR company yesterday for (laughs) talking. Oh my god, you guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Don't worry about it. Because we want to make like a big announcement with Maggie, so we should wait. Mags, I'm sorry. Oh my god, I can't believe we just like. Took
3: up five minutes. Well, tell us about your new network, Patrick. You're you're starting some new shows on your obsessed network. So what's going on? Thanks
1: for thanks for asking. So yeah, what we decided to do was sort of like take the success of True Crime Obsessed and and sort of like broaden it. So um we have the Obsessed Network where we are launching a bunch of new original podcasts. We're making one with Maggie that we can't talk about yet, but it's like underway. Hey girl.
0: Hello.
1: You're gonna get that that draft back to me today or what's happening?
2: Mm, Today's a little tough. (laughs) Boss man. Patrick is now my boss. No, 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 no.
0: (laughs) I like how this has become like a a conference call too. Yeah. The audience is getting the full, full, uh,
1: totally full story here. But yes, yeah, so we're making a bunch of new podcasts. Um, we have another one that we've announced called Obsessed with Disappeared, which is it's a TCO, it's a true crime obsessed spinoff where my my good friend Ellen Marsh and I are recapping episodes of the ID show Disappeared. Um, we're going in order. It's a true crime comedy podcast, just like True Crime Obsessed. Uh, and we've got some other things happening. We just launched our first original show called Obsessed with Abducted in Plain Sight. I listened to um, the whole thing already. What did you think?
2: It was better than the actual documentary.
1: Ah! Don't say that. Well, so I so I made the, the podcast with Sky Borgman, who directed the documentary, and it's a four-episode binge that's basically like a year later, sort of revisiting it, getting stories that were left out of the documentary, new interviews, like plot twists that were left out of the documentary. We have a new interview with Jan Broberg. And it's really interesting if you if that documentary sort of blew your mind, just like listen to the new stuff we tell you in the podcast. It's crazy. So, yeah. So that's what we're doing.
3: What a faux pas from Maggie right there. What? Next thing she's going <laughs> to say is the uh, the oxygen documentary is better than uh, missing more Murray.
2: What, cut it out? My new thing is it was amazing. And I love that all of the stuff that was in the documentary made it into the podcast.
3: <laughs> you guys, what's going on over at Crawl Space? What's happening over there? Uh, the Lord's work. Before we move to us, can we hear about Broadway? What's going on with, uh, yeah. with your appearance on Broadway? Congrats on that too.
1: Thank you. You know, it th- so for True Crime Obsessed, we are going to be the first podcast to ever play Broadway, and it's really like the realization of a dream come true for Jillian and I, Jillian's my co-host. And we, you know, it, it, we're theater kids. Like we both had dreams when we were little kids of like being Broadway actors and neither one of us were talented enough to do that. And so we found another way. And it's going to be our, you know, what we do for our live shows. It's going to be wild and crazy. And we have some of our fancy Broadway friends are going to be there and they're going to perform. You know, we're just like, we still can't believe it's happening. It's Monday, June 1st. It's at the Hayes Theater on Broadway. We're sold out. Wow. You
2: guys don't think you'll have to cancel that, do you?
1: I don't. I mean, I really, really, really. It it will be. That will be the last thing we will do. Like, if we're going to cancel that, we're going to cancel it 15 minutes before. Guys,
0: I think you. (laughs) I think you might have plenty of time. I mean, it's, uh... It's just the a little over the first week, a little past the first week in March. Yeah, we're talking like one, two, and a half months here. Yeah, I mean, what what could possibly go wrong in two and a half months?
1: <laughs> we're gonna try to not Patty
0: La postpone this. Do not. <laughs> well, I think you should uh, Patty trademark that Patty. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. But uh, what was that like? I, I'm really. Uh, I personally don't have. I mean. Having a job where I get to sit across from Tim and talk about true crime was like the pinnacle. Like, there's nothing more for me. Uh, what yeah. was it like when you, uh, when you first heard that you were going to do Broadway with Jillian? I know you said that you still can't wrap your head around it. Who gave you the news? Like, how did the news come to you?
1: So we kind of gave the news to ourselves, like it was something that was really, really hard to make happen. Wait, so, so you
0: just—is it actually happening, or did you just tell each other? It was
1: happening? <laughs> it's really happening. We had to like really go out there and make it happen. So you know, we had to. We we are producing this whole thing ourselves, top to bottom. So uh, my husband Steve is our business manager. We, you know, he and I started like pounding the pavement, trying to find theaters that would take us seriously. We knew we were gonna have to find a theater that would let us do a show on their off night. Um, and we just started calling the different organizations that own the theaters and we just people were basically just hanging up on us. like they heard like podcast. I mean, it is astronomically expensive to rent a Broadway theater. It's just uh, ridiculous. and yeah, and that's what we're doing. And so you know we're we're totally losing money on this, but we finally found a theater that took us seriously. Um, the The Hayes theater is owned by second stage theater company and they're a wonderful, wonderful theater company. And they believed in us and they thought like, all right, we're going to give you a shot. And so, you know, we sort of went and did the walkthrough and then we're like, oh, my God, this is our theater. And then it just became months and months of back and forth. Like because we're the first podcast to ever do it, you know, there are so many different unions that go into making Broadway shows happen. There's like the oh, stagehand wow, yeah. union and the costume designers union and the directors union. And we had to negotiate with every single one of them. And so that's what the back and forth was, was just trying to figure out getting all the contracts done. Now, if another podcast wants to come in and do it, the contract is now set. We did the work for them. Uh, but being the first, it just took forever. And we finally, finally, finally got the con- We wanted to announce this like in December, and we didn't get to announce it until like, mid-February because we just weren't sure. And so we finally got the news. And I remember when we finally got the email that the contracts were signed and everything was done, I just like burst into tears as per my brand. Right, right and you know just like like just I mean I just sat there like and then when the tickets went on sale that was another moment of like oh my god just like looking at the actual like virtual theater and like seeing the seats it's just it's and I was saying yesterday to Jillian and Steve like I'm there's a part of me that is truly afraid that I'm gonna walk out onto that stage and completely lose it like just start crying and not being able to stop and Jillian was like girl that's just every day for you so it's fine
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think I think the audience will completely understand, and I think that'll be some uh, one of the endearing qualities of your shows. Because how many yeah. times <laughs> would you go to Broadway and see a show where the performer comes out and immediately loses it in, I in the form of tears, <laughs> happy tears?
2: Patrick, how many seats did you say it was? Uh, it's five
1: hundred and eighty-five seats. Good for you. Yeah. And well, so then, you know, we so my, my high school drama teacher is coming and my high school musical theater teacher is coming. I know. Jesus. I know. It's going to be ridiculous. I'm going to just cry the whole time.
0: <laughs> were, were all the all the people that are coming that told you that you'd never be anything in life. Did you invite them to?
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know it's so funny like I wa- I wish I could invite the the professors from college who were like you're not a good actor stop yeah. doing this because I'm like oh the only problem is that they were totally right and they actually steered me in the right direction <laughs> so I guess I can't be too mad oh so it was it was good <laughs>
0: advice but I, yeah. I feel like I feel like this is such a great opportunity to you know because it's a it's a it's a, it's a it's a hard life, right? Being a performer, yeah. being an actor, going to New York. You know, you're from you're from Massachusetts. You're from a smallish town in Massachusetts, but yeah, going to New York is a huge change. And then, I mean, in short time, you find yourself on Broadway performing your own thing. Like that is, yeah, it's amazing. And and I don't know, like uh, for me, I would be like, I'm going. My first list, like my first guest list, would be all the people who said that I know, you know this isn't going to work. It was never going to happen. Yeah.
1: It's so crazy because you know we we weren't thinking so much about it because we had all these shows booked with you guys and like with Rabia and Susan from Undisclosed before that. So we kind of gave us a buffer of not having to like get nervous about it, but now yeah. that's going to be our first like show of the year. So now we're just like, "Oh my god, we kind of can't stop thinking about it." Wow.
2: Sorry, did you have to cancel the other live shows as well?
1: Yeah, we postponed everything through so we we were doing this like in two phases. We postponed everything through uh April right now our shows in Seattle and San Francisco are still on the books and we're just going to have to play that by ear but anything that gets canceled will anything that gets like canceled right now will be postponed with a new date so we're not canceling anything we're just postponing stuff very
0: good right well to get I, I, one more thing on your on your Broadway show I had a uh, a friend of mine who was an employer of mine an entrepreneur type guy successful and he said that there are three things that you need to look for when you're taking on a new endeavor. And that is whether it's creatively fulfilling, financially fulfilling, and has some sort of social impact. And if you can hit two out of those three, then you know Uh, you're on the right track. So That's amazing. Even though though you said you're going to lose money, I think you've got a solid handle on the other two.
1: Oh, Lancey, you're so sweet. Will you guys come? Maggie's coming. Will you guys come to the show?
3: Maybe. That would be great. Full hazmat gear, I'll be there
1: okay amazing amazing and bring bring your bring your significant others that would be amazing tim i will tolerate her <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh boy if i had a nickel for every time lance uh, told told me that old adage about his old coworker, <laughs> my god oh
1: really it's such a good i mean that really is you <laughs> well, know i mean i'm just it's, kidding it's oh i thought you're being serious i'm like it's a really sweet thing to say
3: Can you tell us what documentary you're doing on Broadway? Yes. We're covering um, Frank Serpico, which is a
1: new documentary on Netflix, which is about Frank Serpico, which the movie Serpico is about. Um, with Al Pacino, and yeah. so apparently, he, I've never seen the movie, I still haven't watched the documentary yet, but he's like a detective from New York, and he's like just a character, and it's yep. gonna, if you have ever listened to True Crime Obsessed, you know that like Jillian when we do the New York documentary, she does, like her New York accents are just out of control, <laughs> yeah. and it's just gonna be amazing, and it's like, you know our friends that are performing in the show, Justin Guarini, who's like a big Broadway actor, but you might remember him as the season one runner-up on American Idol, Yep. Um, and so, you know, he's gonna perform, and <laughs> My friend Leslie Margarita who's an Olivier award winner which is like the 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 uh like London West End Tony award equivalent and she's amazing and my my best friend Ellen Marsh and she's it so like the show is going to be crazy. We're definitely doing the recap but we're also going to have these like crazy live performances. It's going to just be bananas.
3: Wow. From Justin yeah. to Patrick Hines. I love it.
1: Listen, don't think I don't make that joke every <laughs> single goddamn day. <laughs>
0: Oh man! Well, that is uh, that is some exciting stuff there, and I just want to reiterate again for anyone who's listening: the shows in Boston and Philadelphia are postponed, no longer the twentieth or the twenty-first, and the date. I'm will sorry, be they're what? Out. Postponed.
1: They're Patty La Postponed. Oh, Patty!
0: <laughs> well, well, I didn't want to get. It's. I feel like it's a. Uh, who's the guy who does the Let's Get Ready to uh, Rumble thing? Which we probably oh, right. going to, to get. <laughs> Michael <yeah>. Buffer. <laughs> Michael Buffer. It's a trademark. I didn't, yeah, I didn't want to uh, infringe on your trademark, um, but uh, yes,
1: Lance, you can infringe on my trademark anytime. Oh, I feel like there's a double meaning there.
0: I feel like there's a very subtle double meaning, but like the uh, like the NBA, we are postponing.
3: Right.
1: It, it's just one of the million things I have in in common with the NBA. I can't even begin to tell you.
0: You're you're a huge NBA fan, right?
1: Huge, huge.
3: What does it stand for?
1: <laughs> Huge, um, National Boylston Street Association. Yes, yes it's where everyone yes. goes. I on nailed it. I nailed it.
2: <laughs> is that real? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> is that real? <laughs> it's, it's not basketball.
1: <laughs> it's basketball. <laughs> Proving that Maggie is more of a gay man than even me. <laughs> oh God. Are you guys going to CrimeCon? Are they going to cancel CrimeCon? Gosh, I
0: think they're I think they're canceling CrimeCon. But we are, are uh, you
3: know? we are going. There, there's been no official announcement of this uh, recording that CrimeCon is postponing or canceling or anything like that. We are scheduled to be there, um, and very excited about it if it happens. Yeah,
1: yeah, I love CrimeCon. I, but I love why crime do you
2: think Con? they're going to cancel it?
0: Because I think it's too. Again, like yeah, I don't want to say like there's inside information here at all. I just I'm just seeing as like the way everything is being postponed and canceled right now. It's not it's not a uh uh essential event where people have to go and risk spreading something. There's a lot of people that come from overseas there too. You know, if Nancy Grace got coronavirus, I'd be fine. Yeah, I mean, she's in that age bracket where she'd be fine.
1: Tom right? Hanks gets
2: coronavirus.
0: I know how dare that?
1: How dare the Chinese give it to Tom Hanks?
0: Well, isn't it? There is a couple of things about that that are fascinating to me. I think it's uh, really telling. If anyone debates the, uh, the the checks and balances of the universe, it's the same day that Harvey Weinstein gets twenty three years in prison, where America's yeah, and then America's treasure Tom Hanks gets coronavirus. It's just the balance of of the universe. Tom Hanks was in Australia filming an Elvis movie.
1: Which, by the way, in Australia, you can just walk into any clinic and get a test. That's how he found out. Also, New York Times, New York Times literally said Tom Hanks and his wife, Rita. How dare you refer to her as his wife, Rita? She was on an episode of The Brady Bunch. Oh, my God. I know. When did she get promoted to his
0: wife, Rita?
1: Yeah, God.
0: It should have been that it should have been the person in the episode of the Brady Bunch and her have been husband like, Tom Hanks. Brady
1: Bunch actress and little known husband get coronavirus on location <laughs> in Australia.
0: No, it should have been Brady Bunch actress and the guy from Bosom Buddies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Not
1: the exactly. nerdy one. How about like lady who tolerated being married to Tom Hanks for thirty years and her husband get coronavirus? <laughs> You know he's insufferable in real life. You know he is. Oh, he probably... he probably, God.
0: He has a couple of drinks, and then he starts doing his Forrest Gump. Imagine him at, like, Thanksgiving.
1: Totally. I feel like he just gets out of bed and does good deeds all day, and I would just want to kick him. Oh, yeah. look who's being selfless again. Yeah. The it's son just, of a bitch. It's just the roles son he chooses. Bitch. He's probably nasty. Exactly. Oh, he's probably nasty. It's just a dick. He's also probably dead of coronavirus at this point. Poor thing. <laughs>
3: Okay, everyone, thanks a lot for listening, and thanks to Patrick and Maggie for joining us. We'll be back next week.
2: Purchase
1: necessary. VGW
2: Group, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply.
1: At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330
0: academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams.